Allie Bonner, and welcome to QueenCast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. What's up, friends? Welcome back to QueenCast. I am so excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking all about tracking. Dun, dun, dun. I know, my fitness pal macro counting, calorie counting, all of these things are so villainized in the world of eating disorder recovery, food freedom, intuitive eating, anti-diet, all the things. Usually it's not something that's encouraged or promoted. Um, Most of the time it's actually really frowned upon. So I know you're probably thinking, Allie, why are you talking about tracking? Are you about to just go on a rampage and shit on tracking for the next 20 minutes? And the answer is actually no. I am here to tell you that I had a very positive experience with tracking as of late, and it actually was one of the main tools that helped me get my period back. Crazy, I know. That said, I've also had my fair share of terrible experiences with tracking and obsession with numbers and all of those things. So we're going to dive into all of that in this episode. And I want to keep things pretty short and concise and focused like I try to do in my solo episodes because it's my pet peeve when people start to ramble and rant. It's like, love you, Karen, but don't care what you had for breakfast this morning. You guys are all here to learn about tracking, pros, cons, my experience with it. So let's dive right in, shall we? No time, no time to dilly-dally up in this bitch. It's 2020. We got shit to do. All right, so I'm going to start off first with my negative experience with tracking. So back in, you know, end of middle school, beginning of high school, when I was really trying to lose weight, make my body smaller, I had no concept of nutrition, didn't know jack shit about anything nutrition related really and the first thing that I turned to was calorie counting and you know I feel like calorie counting is almost a dirty word in 2020 but you know 10-15 years ago it was pretty much the only way to lose weight there wasn't all these fancy you know keto and you know wellness wasn't really a thing people weren't encouraging you to track um, or count you know the colors on your plate or the nutrients in your meal it was more just you know you want to lose weight? Well, fucking slash your calories and eat less, bitch, you know? And so that is what I did. And I know for all you Gen Z listeners out there, this may come as a surprise to you, but there in fact was a time in my young adult life where I lived without an iPhone. Crazy, I know. What did I do without TikTok? It's a crazy world to try and imagine. I know. So I didn't have my fitness pal. I didn't have these fancy apps. And what I would do is I would actually write I had a little journal a little spiral bound notebook next to my bed and I would write what I had for breakfast and the number of calories in it and at first I think it started off pretty innocently you know me um really actually finding it exciting and interesting to just learn about oh wow you know there's x number of calories in this food versus this food and it was pretty eye-opening and just cool to learn about those things until it wasn't, until it was an obsession, until, you know, the numbers got the best of me, my perfectionistic tendencies got the best of me, and suddenly I'm obsessed with hitting X number a day or not going over a certain number, and if I did go over a certain number, I felt like a complete and utter moral failure, that my life was over, that I would amount to nothing, you know the drama, you know the theatrics that happens in your mind, that was me. 
And I'm not here to say that tracking was the reason I developed an eating disorder, um, but it definitely didn't help. I think as with anything, it's a tool. Um, It's like when people shit on social media because they say, you know, it causes anxiety and causes me to compare myself to others. It's just a tool. Like social media can be used for so many beautiful things. Tracking is a tool. You know, the scale is a tool. All of these things aren't inherently bad. It's how we relate to them and how we use them um, that determines whether or not they're a positive or negative influence in our life. And so moving on to an experience I had recently where I actually had a really beautiful relationship with tracking and it wasn't overnight um so this first experience where tracking honestly sucked me in i became obsessive that was many years ago and i took a huge break just to be clear in between now and then um so i went many years as i was recovering and healing um where i took time off from tracking obviously and you know really taught myself how to eat intuitively mindfully listen to my body not rely on numbers or you know scales or anything like that to um, track my food because I was still deep in this diet culture way of thinking where, you know, I tied my morality to hitting a certain number or, you know, eating a certain amount. Even if my body was screaming at me that it wanted more, I wouldn't listen because, you know, that was it from the day. You know, those were my allotted calories for the day. And so rewind just a few months ago, um, probably six or seven months ago, I really embarked on this journey to get my period back. And if you haven't listened to my previous episode where I talk about getting my period back, highly recommend if that's something you're struggling with or I've struggled with in the past. And I worked with my doctor to, you know, really set up a protocol for me to get my period back, get my body feeling safe, comfortable, and, you know, regular um you know having a regular cycle again and so part of that journey was adding more carbs back into my diet gaining a little bit of weight just to really make my body feel safe and one of the tools again this word tools that she recommended was to start tracking to ensure that i was eating adequately to ensure that i was eating enough carbs um to really make my body feel safe And the reason that tracking was so important for me the past few months was because after years of being terrified of carbs and naturally gravitating towards a lower carb, high fat, just template of eating and and style of eating, I developed patterns and habits that were just second nature to me and avoiding carbs, even though, you know, now I'm not terrified of carbs, I actually really enjoy them, but I tend to still gravitate towards, you know, choosing the avocado over the rice or, you know, just gravitating towards those higher fat, low carb foods just after years of conditioning myself to think that carbs were bad. And so tracking for me was actually really important because it was a way to hold myself accountable to make sure I was getting X number of grams of carbs per day. And I'm going to spare you the numbers because again, I don't want to trigger anyone and everyone is so goddamn different. Like the number of carbs I ate in a day to get my period back is going to be very different from what you would need or, you know, my little brother would need, for example. And I ain't gonna lie, when my doctor recommended that I started tracking and that I started using my fitness pal, I was like, hold on, girlfriend, like pump the brakes. Uh Uh-uh, I am not doing that. I've done it before. I had a terrible experience. It's gonna, you know, catapult me back into old patterns. 
And then I stopped and I was like, Allie, you have come so far with food. Like truly now I have this relationship with food that I never thought possible. And I don't talk about this to brag. (laughs) I don't talk about this to be like, look at me. I'm so cool. I have this great relationship with food, but rather to inspire you guys because I was seriously in this darkest, deepest hole. And I felt like everyone else had it figured out except for me. Like we all kind of think we're special little snowflakes, which is cute, but we're really not sorry to break your, you know, burst your bubble, but I was seriously so convinced that I would never have a normal relationship with food. I thought I was always going to be fixated on it, obsessed by it, and would never have this easy breezy relationship with food, which is why even to this day, it just, I wake up so in awe of how incredible and malleable our brains are and how it really is possible to retrain and rewire your brain at any point in your life. Change is always possible and you're never ever stuck, right? I think we get into these ruts and we feel like this is the way that things are going to be forever. No way, girlfriend. It's not the case. You can always change your habits and your thought patterns and the way you view food and your body. So all that to say, I definitely was not excited to start tracking. I was very hesitant. I was a little nervous. Um, And I also let my doctor know all this. And she was like, you know what? Totally fair. Like, if you don't want to do it, there are other options to make sure that you, you know, get enough carbs in the day. We don't have to rely on numbers. But part of me, that little stubborn part of me, wanted to prove to myself that I could have a positive relationship with tracking. And I had done this with the scale and I've talked about this before. Actually, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've talked about this on Instagram for sure, where I was so terrified of the scale for so many years in my recovery. And I was like, fuck the scale, you know, screw it. I'm going to throw mine away. And then I was like, why am I afraid of this little piece of plastic? Why am I tying my self-worth to what I weigh? Like I'm giving this inanimate object so much power because I'm afraid to step on it and so I forced myself I weighed myself every single day this was probably like a year ago now and I weighed myself every single day to get comfortable with the scale and suddenly it was crazy over a period of time it wasn't suddenly I'm acting like it was overnight gradually rather over a period of time you know I would step on the scale see the number and there just wasn't that emotional like someone had punched me in the stomach feeling that I used to get when I would step on the scale, like I would feel such, it would dictate my entire mood for the day. I would step on the scale and if the number was lower, I would have an amazing day, feel on top of the world. And if it, if it fluctuated up and was higher, I felt like an utter failure again, you know, tying my morality to the scale. And when I started weighing myself every day, I saw these beautiful, natural human fluctuations that happen within our body. And it was actually really cool, like just putting my science nerd glasses on for a second. It was really cool to see, oh, you know, I had sushi with buckets of soy sauce the night before and the scale is up a few pounds because of water retention. Or I'm about to start my period and I'm holding on to a little more water than normal so the scale is up. Or, you know, I had a really tough workout and my muscles are really um, fatigued and ripped to shreds. (laughs) So the scale is up. And it wasn't like, oh my God, I gained all this weight overnight. It wasn't a moral failure. Rather, I almost predicted it because I saw these trends and fluctuations throughout the month and the scale became something that I wasn't afraid of, but rather just saw it as data, as exactly what it was. It's like measuring, it's like your height, you know, your weight and your height, they should be equal, but we put so much emotional weight and energy into the scale and what that number means and what that says about us. And it really doesn't mean anything at all. It's simply the mass of your body. You know, it's like your shoe size. I'm a size eight and a half. Does that mean I'm a good person? No, (laughs) 
Does that mean I'm a bad person? Definitely not. It's just, it's just what it is, you know? It's just so. So I know I said I wasn't going to ramble and rant, but there I am just digressing. So I digress. That was a little tangent, but an important one. So back to what I was saying, I was definitely very hesitant about using tracking, but I was stubborn and I wanted to prove myself just like I did with the scale that tracking could be a tool and it doesn't have to be this scary, obsessive, controlling thing. It can be an easy breezy tool that I use to get my period back, gain a little bit of weight and eat more carbs. Chef's kiss. And as I touched on before, I definitely want to caveat this, you know, add a little asterisk, little footnote that you don't need tracking. Say you're trying to get your period back right now, or you're trying to eat more carbs, or you're trying to gain weight. You don't need tracking. Like if you find the numbers way too triggering for you, you have to know yourself. And you know, this is true of any of my podcasts. You know, this is just information, my experience. Again, not a medical professional, as you guys know, but you know, my lawyers advise me to say this. Just kidding, I don't have lawyers. <laughs> they don't advise me to say this. But my point of this episode is to show you that the scale, the tracking, all these things are tools. We shouldn't be afraid of them. And if we can get to the place where we stop giving them as much goddamn power as we have over the past X number of years, it's going to be incredible. It's incredibly freeing to know that they're tools and they don't represent our moral value or our worth in this world. So that's kind of my little spiel, my little disclaimer, I guess, that I probably should have put at the beginning. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're like, Ali, I hear you, know what you're saying, but you know, I can add more carbs back into my diet without using tracking, phenomenal. I love that for you. I really do. And so that's actually a perfect little segue because I've received lots of questions from people saying, you know, do I have to track? How do I know how many carbs that I need to add back into my diet um, if I am trying to gain weight or I am trying to get my period back? Um, or in the reverse, you know, if you don't struggle with disordered eating and you're trying to use tracking to actually lose weight, work with a professional. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough. I'm not a professional and so I can't give medical advice. Um, I recommend working with an RD or someone who has extensive nutrition training because that's their job. They studied this. Like, you know, I know it's easy to find someone on Instagram who is a fitness coach or, you know, they track, they calculate your macros for you, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with those people, but it's your body. And if you want to work with someone, I recommend working with someone that has had that experience and, you know, those years of training, um, and not that credentials are everything, but I think just the rigor of getting your RD or, you know, any other nutrition certification is um, is unmatched. You know, I wouldn't just trust Becky from Instagram because she has a six-pack. You know, could be genetics. She could be doing detox teas. You know, you never know. Becky, we're watching you. We're on to you. So in the spirit of keeping things a little short and sweet... Um, Wrapping up, I think my last point that I want to touch on is how did I use my fitness pal in a way that wasn't obsessive, you know, didn't feel like I was trying to hit X numbers and sort of that black and white thinking because I know it's easy to get sucked into and um, revert back to old habits. So for me, I actually thought of the number of grams of carbs I was trying to hit a day as a range rather than a certain number. Because first of all, and I've learned a ton, you know, starting my own company and being in the food industry, um, the FDA allows so much wiggle room on nutrition labels. So not to scare you, but you know, if you're looking at a nutrition label and something says it has, you know, 20 grams of carbs, it actually could fluctuate by up to 
20%, I believe. I believe there's a 20% margin of error. So, I mean, that's a lot. (laughs) And knowing from my own experience, I mean, we are very accurate with our nutrition facts on um, granola butter, but the FDA is not breathing down our backs. So they're not really, you know, they're not making sure everyone is following the rules. Just going to put it that way. So if you're eating something from a company that, you know, really touts that they're low sugar, you can bet your bottom dollar that that company is skewing things towards the lower end of the sugar range. Um, and so all that to say, again, not to scare you, but really just provide you, um, and empower you to know that, you know, whatever you're eating and if you're relying on just following these strict grams and macros um it's probably not exactly as accurate as you think it is so it's better to just again go by how you're feeling a range you know kind of a rough estimate is usually going to be good enough and lastly tracking was not something that i'm going to be doing for the rest of my life obviously it's a tool it's something that i used probably for the first maybe two to three weeks when I was, you know, incorporating more carbs. And it really helped me just eyeball, you know, how much was on my plate. I knew how many grams of carbs that was. Um, And then I was like, okay, cool. So that's about a decent sized portion that I should be aiming to hit, you know, at each meal during my day. After a few weeks, you know, you kind of get the hang of it. And I'm like, all right, Gucci, like don't need this tracking app um, because it is pretty time consuming, not going to lie, like entering every little fucking thing. And so then I was able to just eyeball it and kind of know, you know, about how many grams of carbs I was getting in each meal. So depending on your goals, depending on what you're looking to do, you know, whether it's gain weight, lose weight, maintain, um, it could be a good tool for you for a little bit, but um, definitely not supposed to be a long-term thing where you're relying on the, you know, tracking app or relying on weighing your food. I think that's just can be really obsessive and taxing mentally. So again, you know yourself best. And if you find yourself feeling, I think like a good test is if you stop tracking for a week, do you feel anxiety? Do you feel like, oh my God, I'm losing all my progress or, you know, I can't trust myself. I'm going to overeat or undereat um, without this tracking app. Like I think that's a good indication that you may be relying on it a little too much. So you know yourself best, but that was sort of what I did. I just used it for a few weeks got sort of a ballpark range of what, you know, my meals, um, should look like. And then just went off my, um, body's, you know, hunger and fullness cues and my intuition. All right. So that is it. I think my sweet potatoes in the oven are probably on fire right now. Cause I'm realizing I didn't set a timer and I just went and recorded this episode. <laughs> so I'm going to bounce, um, BRB got to go meet the fire department. Just kidding. But thank you guys for listening. Um, if this was helpful at all, if this was not helpful, let me know either way. I love feedback. Um, you know, again, I want to put out content that's valuable to you. That's helpful for you. Um, I'm not here just to listen to myself talk. Um, <laughs> please, I get enough of that on Instagram stories. So let me know, send me an email, send me a DM, allie at queen.co or on avoqueen on Instagram. And I hope you guys have a beautiful week. I appreciate you. Happy holidays if you're celebrating and I will see you next time. Bye.